0: with Velvet Tom. And now, your host, with really bad timing, Velvet Tom. Hello, Velveteers. This is Bad Timing with Velvet Tom. I'm your host, lover, loser, legend, Velvet Tom. This is my podcast. Welcome to it. It's episode five It's the fifth episode, and in a minute you'll hear my conversation with L.A.'s sexual, intellectual, Carmel knowledge. And I think you're really going to love it. Really great conversation that I had with uh, one of my longtime favorite performers here in L.A., somebody that I've also got to perform with. So I was very excited that she said, yeah, come on, I got something to talk about. So we chatted with her for about an hour, and you'll like that conversation coming up. Uh, But uh, first, I just want to say thank you for those of you who are keeping your foot on the gas. And I think you know what I'm talking about, and I think you know who you are. So thank you very much for keeping that momentum going and doing your part. And there's so many parts to do. If you can't be out there protesting, then you can always be petitioning. You can always be listening. And you can always be donating. And I want to thank you for listening to this show. If you're tuning in, I really do appreciate it. It's on multiple platforms, Stitcher, iTunes. You can also find it on SoundCloud as well. And All Things Velvet can be found at velvettom.com. So you can find a portal to my social media there, as well as just poke around the site. You can also listen to the podcast, which is updated weekly. ...right there on the homepage. So, again, thanks for tuning in. I hope that you continue to tune in, and I hope that you continue listening. These are conversations with people that are in the biz that I've got to perform with... ...and some folks I haven't really connected with in a long time. Like my guest, Carmel Knowledge, LA's sexual intellectual. And we talk about her tagline and the origin of that tagline because I'm so absolutely impressed with it. I met Carmel Knowledge. She is a burlesque performer, a mutual burlesque performer slash like the Hollywood burlesque producer. Lily von Stüpp put us in contact with one another. Lily booked her for one of my shows that I did, the Velvet Tom Cabaret Hour that used to be at the three clubs back in the day, and once I saw Carmel Knowledge perform, I and no offense to any other lovely burlesque performers out there, I just knew that I had found my one, and I asked if it was okay if I could have a resident performer, as in Carmel Knowledge is just my dancer for the Tom Cabaret Hour, and that came with a resounding yes. Why not just make it easier? Because at that point, I was booking most of that so I had a comedian I had a burlesque performer and I usually had a musical act and that's what I did the show and then I would usually have some dumb theme like being angry at Mel Torme, Bob Goulet and Michael Buble and singing their songs or something like that and then she would come out and do a wonderful dance and blow the doors off of uh that show in particular but the show that we worked on together which was her idea uh, cocktails with caramel and she asked me to be a uh, host a musical host to introduce some guests because she's producing this thing all by herself like me a a one person production machine she had so many hats to wear during the entire thing So many elements put together for that live show that she asked me to host. And I was happy to do it. We did a few shows. And now she's rebooting that show on Zoom Sunday night, June 14th. Tickets are available because it's a pay thing. Because it's burlesques. It's on the camera. There is music. There is dancing. And there will be clothing removed. So... (laughs) You're just not getting that for free, buddy. Okay? Pay your ticket price. So uh, more information will be at the outro of the show. But right now, all I want you to do is listen to this conversation because this is me finding out things that I didn't know about Carmel Knowledge. And I think that you'll be as surprised as I am, so sit back for the next hour and enjoy my conversation with L.A.'s sexual intellectual, Carmel Knowledge.
1: And let's do this, you're at the pool.
0: <laughs> In my mind. <laughs>
1: Aren't we all? There we are.
0: Hello! Hello, well,
1: you're on set with Cocktails at Carmel.
0: What? Oh, what? <laughs> wait, whose show is this? <laughs> this is well, a-
1: technically it's yours because I'm not recording this, but sure. in a couple of weeks you'll be back in here.
0: Woo, I can't wait. I am looking so forward to this. I am so glad that you brought Cocktails with Carmel back what are you gonna have me do what do you want me to do
1: ah well um most likely i'll i'll have you do a song um i'll see how these first two shows go with me hosting Uh
0: uh-huh
1: uh so maybe i'll have you uh actually i might have you host on my birthday because i'm actually going to be running uh tri well running i'm going to be in a triathlon Wow. (laughs) <laughs> so, I don't know how much hosting I'll actually want to do. <laughs> you're going to be
0: doing more than running. You're going to be doing a triathlon. Yeah. You're, you're a busy lady. You you decided, F this quarantine BS. I got to get you motivated.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, quarantine? Oh, it's just a Tuesday. Right on. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's just another... For some of us, it's just another day. Just,
1: yep, pretty much. Just,
0: just waiting, going. When's this going to be? When's this? When's this done? When's this done? I'm excited about things opening up. I got to ask you more about this triathlon. So, what's the triathlon for?
1: Um, it is. Uh, it's a sprint triathlon. I am not that good of shape. Um, <laughs> and uh. How do I put this? I'm like, hmm, about 20 years ago, I did the LA Marathon, and uh, I was disappointed with my time. It took me five hours, uh, which, I mean, I get it, I I finished the marathon, most people don't, Uh Uh, but I was depressed, and so then I did a century ride up at Lake Tahoe, and that took 10 hours, but it didn't hurt, and I'm like, oh, this is fun uh so the next thing on my list was to do a triathlon and then life just happened i became an english teacher and used to play women's professional football so i put the triathlon on hold (laughs) and um so as you may know i'm also uh in training to be a mermaid and the lady who's letting me use her pool Um, I know, I know, I know, it's it's so many, exactly, (laughs) um, so she, uh, she said, hey, um, you know, do you want to do a triathlon? And I'm like, why not? And we were supposed to do it last year. It didn't happen because I was out of town as usual. Um, and this year I thought it was gonna be on the same date as the mermaid competition, but it wasn't. Actually, the one in um Hermosa <laughs> Beach was the same weekend as a mermaid competition. Uh-huh. And so she found another one that's on my birthday in July. And so I'm like, well, why not bring in the new year doing something crazy?
0: Yes. Yes, something crazy. Now, triathlon, that is run, bike, and what's the third thing?
1: Swim in swim. the opposite order. So, uh, so I'll be swimming. I think I swim half a mile. Um, I ride the bike for 11 miles and then I do uh, a little less than a 5k. It's like two and a half miles,
0: two and a half so, miles of running.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. And this is all happening in three weeks.
1: Uh, more, a little bit more than three weeks. Thank God. <laughs> okay, good,
0: good. Good. Um, that is amazing. That's, uh, so a lot to unpack here you were an english teacher you know when we were married quote unquote for a very short i no wonder you divorced me for being (laughs) i I just didn't know you
1: no Uh, you really didn't
0: you were an english teacher you look fabulous by the way thank you beautiful as always Um, uh very happy to put you on the ex-wives list uh, So you're an English teacher. You were a women's professional football player? Yes. Okay. All right. Professional football, like like soccer football or like pads and...
1: Pads and helmets and...
0: Tell me more. All right. So <laughs> what league was this? When was this?
1: Um, well, this was in...
0: So we're going 20 years ago. So we're going to right there at 2000.
1: Uh, yeah, so it's a long, drawn-out story. I didn't actually start playing until um,
0: 2001,
1: uh-huh. and um, so almost 20 years for that. And um, the first league was called the Waffle, and it was awful. And then, uh, <laughs> and then um, it moved into the WPFL and um so it wasn't like so most people know about the lingerie league and this was not the lingerie league like we had um if i'd known this was gonna happen i would have brought out my old helmet i still have it um but helmet pads jersey like the whole gamut we had practices uh so when people start bitching about you know like oh i'm so tired i'm like really have you had to do a hundred up-downs in five minutes, or, or you know, <laughs> run four lengths of a football field? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you know, again, this was you know, 2001. So while we were trying to get the attention of the NFL, um, we mostly played at uh, local high schools or local community colleges. Um, my first year, we actually played the team from Hawaii. And so we flew out to hawaii and had our asses handed to us um
0: worth it worth it go to hawaii get your ass pretty
1: much i'm like okay sure why not um so, and it was really funny because at the time i was teaching and so to take this trip i had to call in sick and when i came back my students are like wow Miss knowledge <laughs> you look awfully tan <laughs> I, and I, I said oh, I you know I, I went to go sense. you know see my dad and sit in his backyard and get some sun so I would feel better.
0: Wow. So I love that your students called you Miss Knowledge. I know that's probably not a true fact but but that'd be great if that if you if that's what you <laughs>
1: right <laughs> good morning
0: miss knowledge here right now. It's beautiful. most beautiful sound i ever heard uh so you said women's professional which means that this was this was paid this was it, another it was
1: paid ministry. um we made eleven dollars a game <laughs>
0: This is how um, you got into burlesque because burlesque yeah. pays more. That's why.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, what's interesting is, um, so I was in the league for, um, I played for three years, and my third year, um, like everyone kept getting injured. Um, I was, I was a running back. I.
0: Okay. Interesting that's what
1: I went thing. Yeah. Um, I I played a lot of positions and. I lost a lot of weight, which was, you know, nice for my wardrobe. But, you know, going from being an outside linebacker to, you know, being a running back just because you just kept getting smaller. Um, and it dawned on me that, you know, getting paid $11 per hour while teaching, um, if I injured myself as severely as some of my teammates, some of them had broken ribs, some of them had torn ACL, and I'm like... There's no health insurance in this right now. Um, so I'm going to step back. <laughs> uh, some of my friends still played. I think they made up to $100 a game. After
0: oh.
1: But it, I mean, it was interesting because the team, um, I was on the LA Lasers, and that eventually um, went back to, I don't know, the name changed at some point. Yeah. And I can't remember if it went to the original lane, which was supposed to be the LA, the long beach breakers. Like it just went back and forth. Um, I think the Amazons are still playing now. Cause that was like another team. Um, and so a lot of my friends who did play, like they went to other teams, they went to championships. I mean, it was, you know, but for the fact that there was no health insurance, um, I, I, well, I wouldn't still be playing, but I probably would have played for more than three years.
0: Wow.
1: Um, it was a lot of fun, you know,
0: and the league still exists in some, in some capacity or is it still,
1: I believe the league does still um, exist. Uh, some of my teammates have hit the half century mark. So they're, they're not playing anymore. Um <laughs> Yes. Yes. But uh, <laughs> but I I do believe um because every now and then things will pop up in my feed um I would say a lot of them actually have gone into Iron Man training now and I'm like well that makes sense football Iron Man sure
0: yeah endurance you know just something to just something to keep you conditioned for the apocalypse maybe I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, literally that that is what this was. I was like i I have a few skills, but right now none of them are actually going to be helpful in a zombie apocalypse., um, uh, So yeah, I've, I've actually taken up axe throwing, throwing. <laughs> <laughs> so I can throw axes now if i it, it, when the zombie apocalypse i I can be on you know the second wave
0: <laughs> the axe throwing wave uh thank you i want to be behind you while you're throwing lots <laughs> of <to some> zombies <laughs> i thought i'd be prepared but i don't think i can talk a zombie out of eating me you know it's just like hey wait, wait what's this
1: you know what we we don't know how they react to music you could just sing them to this that is
0: true. this is true i could just lullaby goodnight. <laughs> let's hope let's hope uh That's nice. Let's, let's hope there's uh, no zombie apocalypse or any apocalypse whatsoever. Okay, a couple of questions about your football career. What was your number?
1: I was number 86.
0: You You're number 86. Did you pick your number?
1: Um, I did only, I picked 86 because number 20 was already taken.
0: Oh, okay. And what was the significance of 20?
1: Um, when I was in high school, I, that was my uh, basketball number.
0: Oh, okay. So you just wanted to, you just wanted to move over to, And then, so, so you went from 20 to 86. What was the significance of 86, if any?
1: Um, you know what? The, the 80s usually are, are the running backs and the wide receivers. Um, I want to say, like all of the popular numbers, like Jerry Rice and all of those people. Like I was like, I didn't have a choice, and, and 86 was just a nice round number.
0: Yeah, it is. And what you eventually did for yourself out of the league, you the you 86 yourself. So yeah. I
1: did. I pretty much <laughs> did.
0: <laughs> uh, also, is there? Do you have a? Do you have a trading card of yourself? Do you have any sort of? Do you have any sort of Carmel knowledge, memorabilia?
1: Um, I do not have a trading card, but like I said, I do still have my helmet. I do still have my jersey, and I will be happy to take pictures of those and send them Ooh. to you.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. I think that's great. That's wonderful. I am so glad to find that out. And that is, so, so that's still early 2000s. What have you been up to? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, first the dinosaurs came. Um.
0: <laughs> okay, so you taught English for a while, so you went back to being a humble English teacher, miss knowledge, uh, teaching Keats, Shelley, the Golden Age of.
1: Oh, I wish no, I was uh, I was teaching. Um, Seventh and eighth graders uh, how to read uh, most of my stu- most of my students were two to three grade levels behind, and so their test scores are down and you know being the teacher that I am, I was a perfect fit to help these students get their grades back up um, did that for five years, decided it wasn't for me uh, became a massage therapist, yeah. Um, and while doing massage therapy, I, I got back into dance because that is always where my heart has lied. So, um, I was at Santa Monica college for God knows how long. Um, and I'd say you name it, I took a dance class in it. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. I would say the only class that I didn't finish was flamenco. Um, just because it was way too much pounding on my, uh, my poor little feet. Um, but I, oh, took, is that a little like
0: stomping flamenco. That's
1: yeah, it's, flamenco. it's, it's very stomping. It was beautiful. And the syncopation and my brain was like, this is like tap. And I, I like tap when you watch Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers do it, but like when you're actually learning the basics of tap and it, it's, it's a lot harder than they make it look.
0: Uh, Yeah, I I, I an old girlfriend, went to Oklahoma City University, which apparently was the number one dance school at the time. I don't know if it still is, but she, I I learned a lot about dance then, you know, I retained a lot of information about just how hard it is to tap and such.
1: Yeah, so uh, when I was at Santa Monica College, I took tap, ballet, modern, African, um, I'm blanking, Indonesian. um,
0: Anything they offered. Huh? Anything they offered.
1: Pretty much anything they offered. And then they had both a modern dance troupe and a world dance troupe. And I performed with both of those. Um, So I just got to be exposed to So much dance, and you know when you are five, ten years older than most of the students, you're just like, "What am I doing here?" And you're like, "I'm having the time of my life." Yeah.
0: (laughs) You're look. You're carving your own path. There have been so many times where I have been doing something, and I have been questioning it the entire time. Velvet Tom, why are you doing this? And. Usually it's down the line that, that the reason becomes apparent. Why I, why I chose to concentrate on something or focus on something. It usually comes to bear. Yeah. Not by, and yeah, probably it is the, you know, the, what is it? The, the soft secret of attraction, you know, the, the, whatever that is, the, (laughs) the, So, yeah you put it out there you do it then you know eventually what comes what you what draws to you is is a is a community of dance with, yeah so uh you traveled the world yeah
1: yeah um most recently to, to answer your question um which Ironically, um, so although it had been some years that I had performed with uh, Santa Monica College um, last September um, I joined up with them again and performed in China for ten days
0: Woo! Um,
1: So I was I was there right before the outbreak happened <laughs> You know, and uh, and it was funny because um, I mean, I did get sick, but I got sick before I got there. Um, so I was I was sick like for ten days. I get better, but then I get sick, and then when I came home, I was like, I'm dying, um, you know. And then when all this happened, I'm like, Oh my god, did I did I have it? But uh, you know, no. I just I just I had a bad flu.
0: Uh, did you? So you haven't been sick since? No symptoms? Have you done a COVID test? Have you taken advantage of?
1: Um, I, I have not taken a COVID test, no. but I will just because I figure in order to return to uh, my day job, I will need proof um, that I'm COVID free. Um, but you know, I mean, yeah, I I have not I have not been sick. Um, in fact. Uh, even though I love performing, um, I recharge as an introvert. So I have been enjoying this, uh, the self quarantine, you know, I've been baking, I've been cooking. Um, I got in trouble because apparently all pools, including personal pools and apartment complexes were closed. Um, but I got to do a little bit of swimming. Um, so it's been a nice time to recharge and refocus.
0: Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. However, I do, I do get, a, I do need to go outside, but I don't need to go outside far. Like, I mean, it's not like it's a necessity. Uh, I'm in between apartments because let me catch, catch up. Uh, Since the demise of our relationship, (laughs) uh, I actually got married for real on uh, Chris on uh, New Year's Eve
1: congratulations.
0: Bethany and I tied the knot and we're, we just celebrated five months and most of it has been indoors. Uh, (laughs) We've also been in between apartments. You know, the apartment that we live in is, is her apartment. And I was in the process of getting rid of sort of moving away from my apartment, bringing in a renter and sort of, shutting that out of the way and then COVID-19 happened. So I'm still like paying rent on that place. So, you know, Uh like I go in, check in over there once in a while, Got you know, utilizing the space for other things, you know, even though I have to pay for it, but it's about the limit of mine and that and and, uh, supplies. So we don't have to leave for a few days. Yeah. Yeah. There's baking happening. Daphne makes cheesecakes. She makes jellies and jams. She's got this loaf down to perfection. Oh, so.
1: uh, I, I need some loaf help. <laughs>
0: oh. Well, you know what? We <laughs> Our baker gave us a couple of tips. He, he said, put it between 450 and 500 degrees and then bake it at the back of the oven where it's the hottest, and yeah. Jeez. I, you know, Stephanie would be happy to share her secrets because she just, you know, we go on about her bread, you know, we're in the middle of it right now, (laughs) talking about her bread. Uh, And I, uh, I cook a lot of the meals and happy to do it because then I just get creative, you know, that's just another way of getting creative and trying to stay occupied this podcast is another way of just talking to my friends, connecting with people I haven't connected with in a long time. So I'm glad that you were available and you also have something going on right now, you know, show that I was a part of like how many, it, it seems like eons ago. It really, they're just with, with everything that has transpired in the last month, it feels like five years. Has gone by. So it really does feel like such a long time has happened since the first incarnation of cocktails with Caramel. Now, was that was that just last year?
1: Um, it's actually it'll be two years in September, so a year and a half.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was just I was trying to yeah, I was trying to think. I was trying to think, I was like, yeah, I thought it was longer ago. It was like two Septembers ago.
1: It it, it feels longer ago and I had to think back. I think I wrote you, like I think I was thinking about it in June. I wrote you in July and I was trying to secure a venue in August and I said fuck it and I found a little tiny space and we made it happen in September. And the funny thing is that part of me did want to do something online, but I just, I couldn't figure out how to make it work and live stream. And, you know, so, I mean, one of the good things of this pandemic is that I have figured out how to do something that is almost a live stream. Like there will, when I, when I air on Sunday um, there will be, I I will be live, but then um, the acts that the performers have done um, will have been pre-recorded.
0: They will have. Okay, great. Ooh, that's interesting. Okay. And so you're, so you're going live Sunday? Yes. Okay. Excellent. Good to know. I thought I'd seen some advertising where you were, where it was Tuesday. Are you posting the whole thing Tuesday or did I, did I miss see something?
1: You might have missed seeing something, um, and it's the internet, so it's very possible. Uh, So so what's going to happen is, um, so right now, just so that, uh, because for me this is a lot of learning, um, it is the second and fourth Sunday um, that I go live. But then after the show airs, what happens is uh, you can still buy a ticket and you can watch the show for three days. Oh, I see. So, you know, I mean, so 7 o'clock Pacific is, um, let's see, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. That doesn't work. <laughs> so one of our performers is actually, um, I interviewed her uh, from Sweden, and they're nine hours ahead of us. Um, so when so the, I was talking to her uh, 10 o'clock this morning, it was seven o'clock at night for her. And in my brain, was just like trying to wrap around, I'm like, what time is going, what? Um, so I know you know Sunday at seven o'clock doesn't work for everybody. Um, there are a ton of shows, ton of things. Um, so this way, if you are available, you can log in, have cocktails with me, and if you can't, you can still catch the replay, and it will be available for three days.
0: Well, I feel like I'm getting the exclusive right now because I feel like this is going to be the general setup. You said that their uh, performances are pre-recorded, so they so. So they do that. They do their own performance, submit it to you, and then you're going to chat with them a little while, and then hey, let's see, let's see her goods, and then you show the piece, right? Is that how it's going to work? Sort of, because
1: yeah. again, um, so it's yes and no. So what happens is, so like, so this morning I was chatting with Eden, um, so I could get her interview on film, and um, one of the challenges. Of doing this is because like you know zoom um, if you were watching it in real life there'd be like two or three cameras and so then like when I was talking I'd be talking to this camera and it would cut away and all this kind of stuff so when I'm recording um, like if 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 you're on my show right now I would have you um, I'd be recording the resume I'd have my cell phone recording on top and then I'd also ask you to be recording this on your cell phone and then send me that footage because I'm going to edit it all together. So like we'd be talking and then I'd ask you a question and then when you respond, it's like this, you get all of velvet on the screen. Um, And so some of the performers, like I've got a performer uh, that I'm working with later on tonight uh, out of Austin, Texas, uh, Ginger Snaps, she is, um, it's too hot for her to do her performance. So uh, people have two options. They can do something pre-recorded completely um, that they did in quarantine and they'll submit it to me and I'll interview them. I'll mash it together. Um, Other people like Ginger, I'm going to interview her and I'm going to pause the interview. I'm going to set up the wheel of burlesque. I'm going to spin the wheel they're gonna get a song and then they're gonna perform it and we're gonna record it. So in order to control, to, to have some quality control, uh-huh. that's why I'm, it it's, it sounds like a lot and it is, but I'm excited because what's happening is that um, it feels live even though it isn't. So their performances are one shot um, but this way, if there is a pasty slip, we can catch it, you know, I'm not going to, you know, bleep out F-bombs cause you know, I curse like a sailor. Um, but this way, if they're really not happy with their performance and pretty much everyone has been, um, they can get a do over, but there, there hasn't been a need because they're all professionals and, um, it's, it's been great. So
0: All professionals. I have met many with wonderful names. Some of the best, seriously, some of the best put names come out of burlesque. I just, I love the, I love the creativity and the artistry and the and the costume development, uh, especially especially some of your best performances that, that I've just seen video of and uh, the way you've mixed cosplay with, with burlesque too. I mean, which I guess is, is common, but, um, now that we're talking about your show and what you do, which is all out burlesque and variety. Yes. uh, What have been some of your favorite setups? Cause I know that I have a few, I mean, you've done some real classic things, but like I, uh, like i remember you did a shield themed one where you were
1: nikki fury that it's i think fury. hands down it's is fury. is probably my favorite act and it's the one that i am most known for um and uh yeah i so so the subset of that is called nerdlesk and um it's common it has a it's not as common as you would think um because classic is king and or neoclassic um, and um, but i I, I run in nerdy circles, so uh, I don't think i have I don't think I have any nerdlesque performances coming up. I think uh the second show I might have one um, but everything else part of the challenge of doing something improv in your costume is you wanna have it be as simple as possible. Cause if your song's a minute long, you don't know, wanna be like, I've got to take all this stuff off. Um, you know, on the flip side, if you have a five minute song, you're like, I only have one thing, what am I gonna do? <laughs> um, but I, I I love doing Nerd lust because it's always fun to take popular cu- culture characters and turn them on their head. You know, I mean, I, I don't think we'll ever see Sam Jackson do a strip tease. Um, <laughs> although I'm sure there'd be plenty of people who would pay to see that.
0: <laughs> I don't know if the price is right. I think right? Sam Jackson might do it. Yeah.
1: Um, And uh, another one, which, you know, I've, I've got to think about now is um. I do an act as Dolores Umbridge from Harry Potter. And if you're familiar with that fandom at all, Dolores Umbridge is probably the most evil character next to he who shall not be named. Like, I mean, she's just downright evil. And, um, and that act was born out of, um, my first act that I developed with Lily Von Stupp, um, was, Bad teacher, you know, um, and you know it, it's to Rihanna's S and M. I mean, you know, it, we talk about how uh, you know burlesque isn't therapy, but half of the acts are therapy. Um, and so, uh, so my first act was bad teacher. I, you know, it's it's one of my favorite ones. Um, I ended up doing a group act with Sheila Star, Siani, and Vivi Triple, um, doing a different version of the song upgraded the costume and as there is a Harry Potter burlesque show that I guess I probably shouldn't say because Warner brothers will sue people. Um, there isn't one. Um, it's called Cherry Potter. Yes. Cherry Potter. Oh, there Um, might be one. (laughs) Um, and so one person had already done a Dolores Umbridge act and it was, it was delightful, Botoxic. Um, and, but like I had been wanting to do like just, Dolores is all pink and cats. Yes.
0: Bad lady. Yes.
1: Yes. So, so a lot of times, so, so for like, so for Nick Fury, it's a gender bent because he's a man. I'm clearly not. Um, and, you know, I, in the climate that we are, it's, it's a challenge to find characters of color when you are doing, um, nerdy things. And so, well, it's not necessarily okay for a white performer to do a black character, if you're a black person, it's like, great, um, there's only five people. So I'm going to just pick whoever the fuck I want. And, um, so Dolores fit my bad teacher act perfectly because it's, she wears pink. I love pink. She loves cats. I love cats. Um, and to see how the act has, Uh, grown since I first started burlesque um, has it's it's amazing Um, I will send you the link to my most recent performance and by most recent I mean I was in Kansas City in August of last year Uh, by the way love Kansas City it is number uh, number two on the places I would move to if I had to leave California I know. I, I, my friends in in Kansas are like, when are you moving here? And I'm like, ah, you guys have snow. I can't deal. Um,
0: yeah, that, and it's, it's, yeah, it's Kansas city. It's Kansas city. I mean, everything's up to date in Kansas city.
1: Yes. Yes it is.
0: But they haven't gone as far as they can go for, (laughs) for, for a long shot. But, uh, yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, if I left California, I would probably move back to Kansas City too. So we can be neighbors in a in a whole other city and state.
1: Yes. Great. Yes. I love it. <laughs> um, So I will. I will send you that link to that performance. Um, I uh, I was first runner up. I didn't quite win. I lost to uh, I lost to Yoda, and that's okay. Um. <laughs> if you're gonna lose to someone losing no way it wasn't yoda sorry the performer does a lot of green acts i actually lost to oscar the grouch
0: oh one of my favorite sesame street characters growing up like and i wasn't like a grumpy kid but i really identified with oscar the grouch uh that's great well you know we're gonna we're gonna lose to a green guy might as well be the grouch
1: exactly exactly um but it it was um it was probably the best performance of that particular act that i ever did and i was just i was really happy um and you know it aside from uh the author of uh, harry potter being a completely trash human being um
0: <laughs> wow yeah right you know you're she really showed her hand, didn't she?
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's it's so unfortunate because, I mean, it's like, did you not read what you wrote? Like, <laughs> like, did you miss the point of your own stories? Ah, you know, um, so yeah. So I, I don't know what the future is going to hold for this. Particular iteration of that act. Like I said, I've got like two other costumes that work for it. I have a Victorian teacher version of it. So I mean, it's just a matter of switching the costume out. But the the Dolores Umbridge one is, is so good because it has nuggets that Harry Potter fans would enjoy.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, she I mean, aside from the pink, you know, she looks like a real battle axe. So you know, it's just like, I, uh, I think I've probably seen, I think I've seen half the movies. Uh, I have not picked up the books. However, I have access to all that. (laughs) We have access to books and movies, plenty. So if I want to get into it, I guess I can. Um, you mentioned that you love cats. Do you have any cats? Are you currently a cat mom?
1: I am not currently a cat mom. Um, rhinestones versus cat food, um, (laughs) um you know the, the sad story is uh so i lost both of my cats to cancer uh my first year of burlesque and like the worst one was i was in texas for a festival and you know i i've got like three hours before i'm supposed to perform and i get a phone call that my cat has been seizing all day and has been rushed to the emergency hospital you know and i'm just like you know, they're they were my babies. I mean I had them for sixteen years and I'm I just like I I can't and um you know and so it was they they are my children and I have not replaced them. Um yeah. I did I did pet sit uh for Nikita Bitch project last year. Um she was in the process of moving back to Japan and she had to import her cat. She had to get a license from the USDA. I think that's what it is. The meat people?
0: Yeah, the yeah, meat to, to,
1: to, <laughs> she, to, to import her cat as a pet, she had to get a permit from them. Um, and there was like this whole process. So it took from June until December. So I watched her, um, watched her cat uh, and and it was nice because I definitely missed having a pet. Um, and it was also nice because I, I told the universe, I'm like, all right, I will I will get a cat if someone else is responsible for their food, litter, and their health expenses. Like, cause I, I can't right now. And that was the agreement. She's like, if you watch my cat, I will make sure there's cat food and litter. And if you have to take them to the vet, here is a you know, prepaid visa. And then just let me know how much I need to put on it. And I was like okay universe thank you (laughs) I just got a free cat (laughs) and uh, it was a little uh, bittersweet um, when he had to go home Um, and it was it was like really weird because like he'd gotten used to me and he kind of forgot his mom you know it was kind of like that scene in um, as good as it gets when he's got like the bacon in his pocket (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know trying to get him into his little carrier like she was like having a hard time and i'm like well here just just put this treat here and then he just like got in his little carrier like no problem and she's oh, just like my oh my god i'm like take your cat
0: <laughs> rebounds please yeah
1: so um so we'll see i mean i i i definitely could use a pet but also i'm I'm okay not having one right now. Like I'll visit other people's pets. That's the real reason I travel. I I, I tell people, if I'm sleeping on your couch, you better have a pet.
0: Uh, we have two, we have two cats and we've maintained two cats. They were, their my wife's cats and we lost one last year, last spring. Uh, she passed, uh, she had, uh, she had f- fatty liver or fatty heart, sweetheart? liver so she died of fatty liver and she when she got sick she got sick really fast and she just didn't bounce back but we we decided that fat mama her actual mom mouse's mom yeah we uh, a companion so we got a new cat and her name is farley which is a combine, which is a combination it's uh, although, love Chris Farley, I cannot claim that we named the cat. After. <laughs> so it, is the, it is the first part of my last name and the last part of her last name. So, Farn and Riley. Ah. Farley. And Farley just celebrated a year with us as a rambunctious and vociferous cat that loves to, loves, loves to chase balls like she fetches. She'll go the ball throw it, she'll come back, fetch, meow maniacally until you throw it. But what recently is, is that she loses her balls or she hides them. She tucks them away like my ball, my ball. I don't want anybody. So you don't see them forever. So they like to be brushed. These cats love to be brushed. And from the brushings, from the hair, I make hair balls and they're the Farley's favorite thing so i've created new cat toys out of their own fur it sounds disgusting doesn't it it's just but whatever works right
1: (laughs) whatever works and there there are books on how to uh i guess spin your cat hair into yarn to you know so why not
0: there is one there's a japanese artist out there that will create your cats Visage, like sort of like a relief sculpture, something uh, very Victorian but modern, out of your cat's fur. So it'll create a likeness of your cat with your. It's. it's, I I mean, really, that is. Talk about reuse. Yeah. uh, Recycle, you know that, and then to then to use it and make it look like the cat that it came off of is just. That's crazy! A, I, love I love it. Really it. Uh, <laughs> I love it. It really is. I switching away from cats. I love my catchphrase: "Lover, Loser, Legend, Velvet Tom." But you have the best catchphrase in <laughs> the biz. Would you like to tell tell me what is your catchphrase? You are.
1: Uh, I am L.A. sexual intellectual.
0: Now, how <laughs> impressed with yourself were you when you came up with that? When that, just, <laughs> when that dawned on you, like, how many pats on the back did you give yourself?
1: <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I, I, I cannot take credit for it. Um, <clears throat> I, I have to say that in burlesque, uh, usually your taglines are given to you. And so, in my case, I was lucky enough that Lily von Stupp came up with that one for me.
0: Lily dubbed you? Oh, what an honor! Number one, yeah. I mean, but well, she's she's always she's always on. That lady's mind is always thinking. Yeah. Always, always in promotional mode. Lily von Stupp, being uh, the producer of Monday Night Teas, uh, Long Life at. Three clubs. I wouldn't know you if it wasn't for Lily Bunchdip.
1: I know. I know. She. She is. Uh, she is an LA treasure. She, she really is.
0: She is absolutely, and she produced my one-hour show that became that came before the raucous madness of Monday night teas. What incredible shows! And uh, I think you know. I. That's when I. Uh, She had hired you to dance for me in my show. Like she was at one point in charge of booking the burlesque talent until she handed it all over to me. And when I saw you dance, I was like, that's it. I mean, no, no, I mean, no offense to other burlesque performers because there's so many that I can name that I can mention that I've gotten to know through that experience, but I just had to make you mine. And you, you became my resident, you became my resident performer. It was so, it was so great. It was a relief, number one, but I just knew that every month you would come up with something better than the previous month that you had danced. Uh,
1: You know what, it was, it was so much fun. Like uh, when you, again, burlesque performer, you have things that you, you like, well, the, the legends did this, the legends did that, legends did this. And and being a resident burlesque performer for a show like yours, like, you know, when I'm old and gray and they're interviewing me, I'm gonna be like, well, I was the resident performer at the uh, Velvet Tom at three clubs. And uh, we performed, I don't know, three, four years?
0: <laughs> it was It was quite a run. It was, I, I was really surprised how long it went, however, the years just blend together, like my mind my mind is mush probably from marijuana and <laughs> but but it's more just like everything there's no seasons out here in l a so every just everything just becomes a big blob of the best memories you can muster in sunlight it, really yeah. uh but it was yeah, it was a really good run and and to continue the run with cocktails, with caramel, uh, which it was were...
1: logical. It was, it was literally logical for me to just be like, all right, how, how are we going to keep this magic going? You know? Um, because it was, it was so much fun. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm really glad that I'm going to be able to, to bring it back. Uh, you know, again, it's, it's a small little show, but you know, I, I assume as the, the months and years go by, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll see my regular faces, but then then get the new talent. Um, because there's so much talent out there and with the virtual shows, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I, tuning my own horn really quick. Um, I just won uh, master of tassels and master of Nerdlesk in Germany. From my kitchen.
0: <laughs> From your kitchen, isn't that From amazing?
1: I literally scrambled some eggs while tassel twirling.
0: That's brilliant, that is brilliant. I I remember one of the tassels, you, boy I tell you what, you took relevance by the horns when you did, when you had the fidget spinner tassels in <laughs> one performance that I saw. I think it was a Burley Picks performance, if I recall.
1: Yeah, I, I, I won Master of that was, That, was, that year. was my
0: first date with my wife. We watched that live on stage. And fidget spinners were the thing, and you were like, oh, I'm going to do something with these. I That's the first time I'd seen them. I don't know if it was the first time it was done. If you were the innovator, then you deserve...
1: No, other other people had done it and I was trying to think, um, was trying to think out of the box because every year the competition, it's like, okay, you get eliminated if a tassel falls off, if a pasty completely comes off, there's only so much you can do. You can backbend, you can jump. Like I'm like, all right, how am I going to do something different? And I know that when I took my pasties off, people were like, What just happened? Not realizing that I had special pasties on underneath those pasties
0: uh-huh.
1: and then when the fidget spinners came on and <laughs> I I have to I don't I don't know where the footage of that is but that was probably one of the best times I've ever had on stage because people just lost their mind they were just like what am I watching
0: <laughs> I couldn't stop watching you I think I re- I think I researched a couple of other performances just to see what else what else you were doing at the time yeah. Um, uh, so, so you're clearly my favorite, <laughs> but you have also a lot of favorites coming up on your show. Uh, Egypt black Nile is, uh, is one of my favorites. Gwen Ruby is one of my favorites and, um, a fellow, a fellow nerd. Uh, she is a, she's an amusement park. She's an amusement park kid. And I work at Universal. I do a little improv thing there where I hang outside of a window and talk to people as they walk by. Looking forward to doing that again when uh, when we get back to some health normalcy. Uh, yeah. she's, she always texts me. She's like, hey, I'm in the park today. And she always swings by and says hi. So uh, she's definitely uh, one of my favorites. Um, yeah. W- next, what what's uh, what's in your future? I feel like you just, like I mean, you... I first I want to see what scrambling eggs and twirling your tassels sort of looks like I mean you don't have to stand up and do it right there you stay set you got yeah just, but but I could just see just this nonchalant just just uh, <laughs> you like a hard scramble or do you like them soupy I like them soupy
1: hard scramble well <laughs> I, I it took two minutes so I had to kill time so it was like look I've got an egg. Here we go. Halfway
0: there. All right. Let's crack it. <laughs> da, 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 da. Still just an innovator in your own home.
1: <laughs> um what's next? Um any concepts
0: that you haven't done that you're that you're formulating? Any any new setups?
1: Um no, I mean, my main focus right now is, you know, getting cocktails uh, back up and running, building up the audience, um, reaching out to people who I worked with in the past, who I think would enjoy the format. Um, I'll say my the, the biggest casualty of all of this uh, that I'm most disappointed about, but I still have it to look forward to. Um, I was saving up to go to Fiji in September to get my mermaid certification. Um, and the certification basically is, is free diving. And so I was going to be a level three free diver because the goal was to be able to do tank work. Um, which is really ironic because I am deathly afraid of deep water. Um, but the idea of being at the you know long beach of the aquarium and you know someone's like looking at fishes and all of a sudden this mermaid swims by it's like what the hell just happened um so um so that's that's on the table for next year uh so so right now it's more about uh getting back into the creative route seeing how i can you know maybe fit mermaiding into burlesque um Giving my friends a, a platform to showcase, uh, you know, their talents.
0: Um, I feel like you're con you're you're conquering it element by element. You know, first you have danced you have danced a good groove into the earth. Now you are mermaiding, which is water. I I can't wait to see what your fire act is going to be. Three <laughs> years from now. When you are, when it's fire lesk, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, which I'm sure is out there. I'm sure on. I'm sure somebody. I'm sure there's some fire burlesque.
1: There, there are sanctioned fire queens out there, and uh, you know that that is that is on the list. One day.
0: Oh my gosh, uh, this is so. Uh, this has been so great. Thank you very much for talking to me. Uh, Anything you want to uh anything else that you have to plug? Cocktails with Carmel, we did plug it. Uh, you want to tell tell us where to go, how to follow you?
1: Um so I've made life relatively easy for everybody. Um Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, it's all at Carmel Knows with a Z, so K-N-O-Z. Um, and my website is carmelnose.com and to get tickets, it's slash tickets. Um, tickets are on sale now. They are $10, general admission, 15 if you want to join in for the VIP chat. Uh, we go live this coming Sunday, which I don't know when this airs, um, but we go live on uh, June 14th and June 28th. And you can still purchase a ticket and see the show uh, for 72 hours after it airs. Um, after that, and I can't spoil it, but I am going to be a part of a horror burlesque show um, in July. And which is funny because I don't like horror, but I have come up with a... Really? Very smart act because I am the sexual intellectual. I really like people to think about what's going on in my act. Even again, even if it's just, you know, seeing the the detail that I've put into what I've done. Um, so I've got something really interesting coming up and I'll tell you after you stop recording so that you
0: can. <laughs> okay, right. I'll, I'll get the exclusive. Nobody else gets it. See, this is what I, this is what I like about doing this is that I get, I get the straight dope. No. Uh, I will. I'll make a. I'll make a very good effort. Well, I'll make sure that this gets out by midnight Sunday morning, so that the first people to listen to this know where they can go and know that they can go see the show 72 hours after that. So that gives us a lot of breathing room. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This has been awesome. You're awesome.
1: You're awesome. I believe it or not, I've been taking mental notes because. Uh, i am i I don't know how to interview people and you sir like i i I have learned so much just talking to you <laughs> really really
0: i I didn't really want this to feel like an interview I want to feel a like conversation because I don't think we've i don't think we really like spoke or connected you know i I went off to the Dresden and just became a lonely saloon singer, you know, and just just saying one for my baby and one for the road all the time as I could but I tried to focus more on the singing rather than the comedy part of this i really wanted to get the voice in shape so we we'll, we've all been doing our own thing it's like it's like you you go down a path you don't know why you're going there but what's at the end of it is better it's good yeah
1: it's so well, good to see your face i i you know i'm I'm sorry that I was traveling too much and uh, you didn't get a chance to know me, but I know your wife and she is a very lucky woman and you are a very lucky man.
0: Thank you, I agree, she is a very lucky woman. (laughs) And she gets to be my laugh track too, that is the best (laughs) part. She gets to be be my laugh track. Um, uh, This is great, thank you uh, so much. Uh, I love you. Now I'm going to stop recording so I can get the goodies. (laughs) All right. Say goodbye, Carmel.
1: Goodbye.
0: What a great conversation. I'm getting better at this. I'm getting better at this whole interviewing thing because did you hear what I got out of her? I got professional football player. I got English teacher. I got all sorts of good information. Out it's like I was trying to, it's like, ah, I got her. I got her on the ropes. She's finally gonna tell us the truth about her life. Well, I had a great time talking to Carmel. I I don't even really want to do it on a mic next time. I don't even want to record it. I just want to sit there and have her tell me more stuff about her life. Cause I, I guess it's no secret but professional football. So great. So absolutely great. She's so absolutely talented. Did you hear me gush? I, I sounded like I had a crush, didn't I? I was, I was crushing. I was crushing pretty hard. I am, I'm crushing, all right? I admit it. I have a crush. How can you not? You need to take a look at her work, folks. The cocktails with caramel Facebook page has all the information that you need to buy tickets and go see her show when you're listening to this tonight 7 o'clock Sunday, June 14th, 2020 and the show will also be available, you heard her, she said all of this, it'll be available for a few days afterwards you can go to practically every platform that is out there, Instagram and uh, Twitter, and it is Caramelnose with a Z at the end of it. Caramelnose.com will get you everywhere you need to go and then some to enjoy an evening with Carmel knowledge and some lovely dancers. Uh, everyone that is on her roster, I've seen perform more than twice, I think all of them, and they're absolutely wonderful. Special shout-out to Gwen Ruby. All right. You've been lovely. I know I've been lovely, but we got to go. We got to move on because there's going to be another episode next week, and it's going to be very exciting. So I love you and take care of yourself. I love you very much. You know that. Stay Velvet.